Hello and good day, eh? We are Pamela and Tim and Thomas from superbigcamping.com. We're here because we wanted to inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. Today, Tim and Thomas are going to talk a fair bit about backpacks while I sit and, and listen. And then we're going to get into just some partnerships that we've come up with lately. And I will turn it over to Tim. Okay, so Pamela's now going to go have a nap in the corner. I have Nobody couple... puts Pamela in the corner. <laughs> I have a couple of things I want to say. I'm blown away by the fact that we have over a thousand downloads. This was a Sunday hobby that Pamela arranged largely to keep me busy, I think, but because she's that kind of a person that she it's she knows how much I enjoy it, so she made, did all the stuff. She does all the heavy lifting. I sit, I do a bit of research, and I go blah, blah, blah. Then she edits everything, she transcribes it, she posts it on the website. She does all the things. So big, big, big genuflect for Pamela. We obviously have a new voice. I'd like to introduce you to uh, our eldest, Thomas. Hello. There you go. We actually got an email from a wonderful fellow, Chuck, and he's asked us about a handful of things. So Thomas and I are going to talk about how we go about using some of the gear we use. Specifically, Chuck has asked, he'd be interested in hearing about how we pack our backpacks. So when we're canoe camping, we have two different packs. It's about to change for this year. We have a 70 liter mountain equipment co-op slog. I think it's the slog 70. It's a waterproof rubberized pack. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it before. We keep food, cooking, and some other things in there. It leans in that direction. We have a barrel. We have a Home Depot five-gallon pail. That's what we use for our bear barrel, our food barrel. I know it's different from what most people use, but raccoons chew through uh, my seal bag year one or year two. Year, year two. Year two. Yeah. So we had to abandon that. It was no longer waterproof, and apparently it didn't keep smells inside. We've had zero problems since the uh, since the Orange Home Depot bucket. I'm sure any bucket would work. It seals up nicely, and they can't open it, and they can't chew through it. So, yay. And it's bright orange. It's bright orange, so it's very easy to find. So where did we hang that thing again? It goes in the center of the Slog 70 bag. I think the mess kit goes on top of it. I think there's just enough room to get enough folds to make it waterproof. And then down the sides is all of our cooking utensils, spoons, flippers, tongs, that sort of jazz. The roll of paper towel, we usually take a roll of paper towel with us. That goes down the side. Two rolls of toilet paper, that's important stuff mm -hmm. to take with you. That goes down the sides. The stove goes in there. The fuel goes in there. Newspaper for starting the, your campfire. Did I say the saw? Our wood saw? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Often we spread multiple boxes of waterproof matches. So some waterproof matches will go in there. The cleaning towels. Dish soap. Dish soap. Yep. Uh, all that sort of stuff. So so kitchen-y, kitchen-y, fire-y sort of things. That's how we pack that puppy up. And if there's still spare space, who knows? We'll throw in, I might occasionally throw in some of the ropes, maybe the one that we tie off to hang our towels and whatnot on, or towels go in there too, because I guess they're, they're soft and they're packable. And that pretty much covers that bag in particular. Thomas has a, what is this one? It's a Dekine, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Right. So he's got a Dekine. I can't remember oh, what sure. the literage is. I think... I think I figured it out at 40 liters or 42 liters, but I'm not positive. It's a pretty decent sized bag and has tons of pockets and little cubby holes in it. The beauty of that is you can have things separated out. You can put all your safety stuff, your, your first aid kit and stuff easily accessible, very quickly accessible, matches, whatever. 
I'm I'm going to flip it over to the kid now. Yeah, I tend to keep anything that's super necessary or is often in and out on on the outside or at the top of the larger pocket. We've got a few external pockets, one at the top of the bag on the flap that covers the rest of the bag. It fits generally the first aid kit as well as a few other essentials such as our rain ponchos I generally keep in there. We've got another on the back of the bag, I guess? Or the front. Yes, the front of the bag. <laughs> the outermost portion of the bag. Uh, I keep other essential things there. Uh, if the rain ponchos don't fit in the top pocket, then I put them in the outer one, uh, as well as the maps and compass. Though uh, there is a there's an access port on the back of the bag, the inner portion that's against your back, that I will uh, sometimes keep the map in there because it's got a few pockets on it so when the uh, bag is in the canoe generally we can just unzip that reach for the map super easy access there's a, a pocket on the side that usually my water ends up in there uh, or snacks the uh, and then the large portion is generally clothes all the rest of the stuff I guess anything that doesn't end up in the 70 liter Right, so like the the there. rope bag, the, the yep, extra ropes. pegs, that sort of stuff. The tarp will end up in there. Well, yeah. geez, no, sometimes it ends up in the uh, because it becomes part of the kitchen. Sometimes right. it yes. ends up in yeah. the slog. What about the outside of the bag? What do we? What do you do with it? Oh, generally, I will attach either sleeping bags or sleeping mats to the outside with either the straps that are already on the bag or other straps that we have in the rope bag usually. Really, whatever I can attach to the bag, <laughs> I attach to the bag. Anything I can put in the bag, I put in the bag. It's about twice as big as it starts out yeah. <laughs> by the time he's done strapping everything to it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit crazy, but, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do, right? If it works, it works. Exactly. And for the record, I want to say that, by and large, I pack the slog bag, Thomas packs the decine, and we don't mess with it. You know, I, I'll ask him where something is if I particularly need it, but for the most part, he digs in and gets whatever out of his bag. I dig in and get whatever out of my bag. <laughs> it almost sounds like we're talking we only take two bags. We don't. Because it needs to, if you if it's short notice and it's something that's very important, you need to know where it is. I can't know where all of the millions of things that we take are in both bags. I can probably come up with the fact that they're in the green slog bag and come up with it. Thomas actually is pretty good at knowing which pocket it's in and stuff in his bag. So we, we don't mess with each other as far as those go. Yeah, that's probably a pretty decent go on how we pack our bags. Chuck as well asked about dry bags. The, so the slog is the dry bag. And this year we'll actually have two dry bags. We just bought, just bought a 120 liter pack uh, no no frame in it though, so we'll have to go a little bit lighter to replace the decine in the hopes that we can do it with two bags. So hopefully that means everything can be in the bag this time. As opposed to outside of it and hanging outside. off and banging into your hip. and Yep, yep. all the joyful things. Come on. You know, good stuff. Uh, good character. For all intents and purposes, that's our dry bag sort of deal. I do have a dry bag that's a compression bag. And what we do with that is we generally try to get... Sleeping bags, pillows, pillows yeah, clothes, stuff that, that can like stuff that can compress. Yeah. Theoretically, they're in bags already, and you've compressed them somewhat. But if you put them in those, and then you crank down on that puppy, the straps and stuff, it's waterproof and uh, water, water resistant. Yes, so I wouldn't. I don't know. I'd throw it in the lake, 
but you'd be fine in the rain with it. We have been fine in the rain with it. It makes it a smaller pack. It's a little bit, there's no straps or anything. The straps that, that compress it, you can use them as shoulder straps. It doesn't work fabulously. At some point, I will probably change that system because I tend to re-examine gear and stuff, which is why we're going to the, the larger waterproof bag for this year. But yeah, I use dry bags. I mean, we're in the canoe. If you tip over, so much stuff. A wet bee on the bottom of the lake. It's terrible. So, oh, a lot of our electronics and camera equipment also goes in the slog because that is the has been at least our main waterproof bag. Good point. I Likely about that. this yeah. year we'll be able to spread out that load over the two bags now that we've got two waterproof bags. So right. Likely... Which means that slog is ridiculously heavy most of the time. Uh, it's. <laughs> Depending on the length of portage, I sometimes have to abandon it halfway through and go Thomas because he's young and strapping and I am not. Yeah, there's packs. And another question that Chuck had was what's the uh, thought process for balancing weight versus need? Need wins out every time. And if it's too heavy, okay, we'll take it this year, but I'll start budgeting for finding a lighter version next year. Or we find an alternative that combines two items that are medium weight into one sort of slightly heavier, but while being lighter than the two combined. So rather than taking a axe and a saw, we just take our folding axe. Or, sorry, folding, folding saw. saw yeah, but like we that. have multi-tools. Yes. So we've got it. We've got a knife if we had to sharpen up something. I can't split wood, but I can, if I can't split a log, I can cut that log in half. So there's the happy trade-off there. We had a BioLite. We still have a BioLite pellet wood burner for cooking on. It in itself, because of the battery pack, and I suppose part partially because of the construction, it's a fairly heavy unit, and you've got to lug bags of little twigs and stuff around. At least we do, so that we have dry ones every time when you get mm -hmm. to a site and you've had rain or you've had dew, what have you. Pamela picked us up uh, an MSR pocket rocket. Yes. Hey, yay. Might be a pocket rocket too. At the end of the day, because you're carrying fuel, the pocket rocket weighs nothing, man. And it stashes away nicely in our mess kit, yep, weirdly mess enough. Kit. But because you're cut. carrying canisters of fuel with you, weight-wise, they're probably close to the same. But um, we also, as we go through the fuel, it becomes lighter throughout the trip. Whereas carrying the twigs around and the entire kit of the... Never comes lighter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. It's the same weight the whole trip. In the end, so it's same, same. Lighter through the trip is a good point. I hadn't actually thought about that. I take the MSR. I still keep the BioLite. I still have the BioLite. I don't have to clean the soot off from the twigs burning away at, at the bottom when we get home from the trip. So I'm sticking with the MSR. And it tends to be more reliable. So far, so good. We did manage to buy some four-season fuel from Killarney Outfitters last year, and we've had no problems with it at all. Yep. So yeah, although finding fuel is a bit of a deal. Yes. I should check our stock on that because <laughs> <laughs> we might be taking the biolite because twigs, twigs are out in nature, whereas canisters of fuel are like the darn dehydrated eggs I've been looking for, for for ages and finally had to order them from the States at a fairly hefty premium for shipping. Yeah, good fun. That was largely it. Oh, and I wanted to mention, we're partnering with dingoutdoors.com. It's a technology platform to purchase offers uh, via text messaging, which looks kind of cool. We're going to put a link 
somewhere on our page, the website guru, Pamela, is going to figure out how to go about doing that. And I encourage you to look into it. You can sign up. It's, it costs nothing. And they've got some pretty cool deals. I haven't spent a boatload of time looking through them, but the ones that I did look through were substantially less than whether you're buying it at Walmart or Mountain Equipment or, or where have you. I didn't see a price lower than the one that they were offering. So there you go. Awesome. And that's it for us for today. Other than we, we have a very talented singer-songwriter here in Canada named Ron Sexsmith. And I don't know if you recalled him, but the dad joke. Yes. No, I know. I, I remember reading it last night, though. Well, apparently, Mother Teresa up in heaven is known as Nun, N-U-N, of the above. <laughs> uh, I thought that was great. That's it for us for today. I'm Pamela. I'm Tim. And I'm Thomas. And we're from supergoodcamping.com. Please do feel free to email us. And thank you for your email, Chuck. We would love it if you would share camping stories, camping pictures, anything related to camping with us. Our email address is hi at supergoodcamping.com. That's H-I at supergoodcamping.com. That's it for us to for today. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.